Hello, and welcome back to the Totally Frag Podcast. I'm Lady Spider, a.k.a. Evil Fishy. I am your hostess with the mostess, and we're here to talk video games. So let's talk a little bit about the end of E3. It is finished for another year. Now we're waiting on GamesCon and then the Tokyo Entertainment Show. So it's coming, but it'll be a little bit of time. The GamesCon is in August, so we are waiting until then for the next big announcements, so to speak. In the meantime, let's talk a little bit about what's coming out. So, Typhoon Studios announced Journey to the Savage Planet. It's a player dumped onto an unknown planet with their own wits, a few high-tech gadgets, and exploration gear, and you have to determine if it's fit for human habitation. What does this sound like? Yes, it sounds like No Man's Sky. But this is No Man's Sky done right. And it's only on one planet, so you're not traveling all over the damn universe. Um, It's a life form scanning, harvesting, construction, uh, survival game. So think Ark in space, maybe? Either way, it sounds like it's going to be pretty good. If you want to join the beta for Journey to the Savage Planet, please go to their website and sign up. You can Google Journey to the Savage Planet by Typhoon Studios. It'll take you directly to the website. Check it out, sign up. Um, They're saying it's going to take about 15 hours to complete the game, but I mean, if it's got replay value, it's going to be great. It looks pretty, it looks fun, and it looks a little bit cartoony. So it could be Overwatch meets Ark meets No Man's Sky. Anyhow. Check it out. It looks pretty good. It could be this year's sleeper hit. But who knows? There's a few of them. Wildcard announced Valgaro, which is a free DLC. It launched today on PC, today being June 18th. It will include a new dino. And it'll launch on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One in July. Switch will not be getting this DLC. It is going to be free to play. And it's not going to cost us anything. I think it's the first of a couple of maps that we're going to see. We are still looking for Crystal Isles, but it hasn't been announced as to when we'll see that yet. The nice thing about Valgaro is it does look like there are eight biomes. It's going to have several different climates, new dangers. It's 63 square kilometers, so it's about the same size as the center map. So it looks like it's going to be fun to play, and we have been kind of jonesing over this. It's been all over YouTube for a few months, and it is a player-designed map. It wasn't one that Wildcard created. They just tweaked a little bit for the console and the place and the PC, and off it went. Now let's talk PlayStation 5. So Jim Ryan, who's the head of PlayStation, met with PC Gamer, and they had a conversation. P, um, Jim Ryan said he doesn't know if the PlayStation 5 is going to be Sony's latest last console. He does think there'll be a P- PlayStation 6. With the introduction of streaming and console gaming once again is up in the air as to whether or not it's going to survive. So, But they, they always say that, right? Every time there's a big change, oh my god, console gaming is going to go to the way of the dodo. So... They said, um, the, they said, the naysayers out there said that if console gaming survived the mobile market expansion, they could survive streaming. So what do you think? Are you pro streaming or are you 
nay for streaming. Ryan, however, said, I don't know if the PlayStation 5 will be Sony's last major console. I've been around a while and sat through 2020, or sorry, 2012 and listened to all sorts of smart people tell me about mobile and that the PlayStation 4 was going to be the most terrible failure ever. Well, it's always nice when your people around you tell you that your console is crap. Ryan continued to say that the logic was hard to fault, but we believed in the product then and we believe in the next generation product now. Who knows how it might evolve? Hybrid models between console and some sort of cloud model? Possibly? I just don't know. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Ding, ding, ding. Can we say red flags? So, could Sony actually be looking at a hybrid model for the PlayStation 6, maybe? So, PlayStation 5 going into PlayStation 6 might see a hybrid model. Now, there have been quote-unquote rumors and those out in the universe that have said that the PlayStation 5 is going to launch and when it launches it's going to cost us $800. Do you honestly think that? I mean, hello, look around people. If Xbox is not going to drop their console for $800, you know damn well PlayStation is not going to drop theirs for $800. You're probably looking at a $500 price tag, give or take. Um, $800? Mm, the technology is just not there. If you're going to spend 800 bucks, you might as well buy a gaming PC or at least buy the parts and build a damn gaming PC because, really, PlayStation has some good games, but PC still kick, kicks ass when it comes to games. Not only that, of course, with the PC, you have all the access to Stream and um, or Steam and all of these other ones. So, I mean, really, PC gaming versus console gaming... Do I think PlayStation 6 or 5 is going to be $800? No, I don't. I think we're looking at a $500 price tag. $499, $599 in that range, but I don't think we're going any higher than that. I think that would be silly, and it would really price Sony out of the market. Um, They'd be looking more at an Apple-type product if that was the case, and I don't think Sony's there yet. Um, Overwatch announced a new contest to win Baptiste items. New skins, sprays, and icons for Baptiste. It runs June 18th through July 1st. You can win in quick play, competitive play, or in arcade. So any match that isn't customer workshop. So the first three skins um, are the player or the Baptiste player icon. Sorry, the first three wins you'll get the Baptiste player icon. After six wins, wins, wings, wins, you get two new sprays. And after nine wins, you're going to get the Battle Medic skin. So that's kind of cool. You're getting some new skins for Baptiste. Now, if you watch Selected Gamers on Twitch, you can also win additional sprays. So after two hours of watching on Twitch, you can win one spray, four hours, two sprays. And after six hours, you can get the complete collection of sprays with an additional three, which will bring you up to a total of six sprays just for watching Twitch, Twitch Gamers. So, might be something if you're interested in getting your skins for Baptiste and your sprays and stuff, get online, play the game, and watch those Twitch viewers. Now, let's talk a little bit about one of the sleeper hits from the Microsoft conference, and that's the Microsoft Flight Simulator. So, if you watched the Microsoft conference, you saw this simulator come up and you you just creamed your jeans. Holy Hannah, it is one pretty game. So the reason it's so pretty is because there's 
two pentabytes or petabytes of real geographical data. So that's mountains, streams, lakes, oceans, rivers, like the whole nine yards. And it's actual geographic data. So when you're flying over Las Vegas, you're seeing Las Vegas. When you're flying over Greece, you're seeing Greece because that's the data that they've actually put into this flight sim. It's absolutely gorgeous. Now, Phil Spencer said that the flight simulator is Microsoft's renewed commitment to PC gaming. So does this mean that Microsoft's going to start dropping more PC games out? That'll be kind of cool for those PC gamers out there. But not only that, is a lot of this stuff is cross-play. So guess what? Xbox users, you're getting the Microsoft Flight Sim. That's right. It's launching on both the PC and the Xbox. So if you were a big fan of the Flight Simulator on PC, guess what? You'll be able to play with it on your Xbox. Which means you get to, you know, sit on your couch, be all chill, and use your controller as opposed to the joystick paddle type thing that you had when you played it on PC and Windows 95 100 years ago. Okay, maybe not that long, but it seems like that long. So either way, definitely worth checking out. At least take a look at the gameplay trailers, because holy Hannah, is it pretty. And of course, the Microsoft sale has finished. <sighs> that means E3 is actually over for the year. But keep your heads held high, because of course there are still some deals out there. Right now, if you check Walmart and Best Buy and a few other places, Amazon, GameSpot, or GameStop, and a few of those other gaming places that you can buy consoles and games, you will still find some pretty good deals. Um, Microsoft does have a uh, Xbox S that I believe is at $249 or $349. Um, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation um, games are still on sale, so check out the sales. If you missed the E3 sales, I'm sorry. There were some pretty good sales there. Um, but, you know, keep your head held high. It's coming around again. Now, let's talk about betas and alphas. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to get online and check out some of these games that are coming up pre-order because a lot of these pre-orders are not quite finished in beta yet or they're in alpha. So you can definitely get online. So in other words, get your PCs out, get your tablets out, sign up, get on these betas in the office, and be the gamer out there that gets to actually play the game ahead of the crew and actually be able to state what you found is, you know, a mess in the game or what you want changed and make your voices heard. Speaking of voices heard, okay, they did not announce... Mech Assault at E3. I am crushed. But we do know that there is a developer out there that does have the rights to build Mech Assault. It is Wargaming Studios. Oh my God. Come on, people. Pick up your pen. Pick up your paper. Write in a petition. If you need me to, hit me up and I'll set one up and let's get it signed and hit up all the gaming forums. Let's get Mech Assault created for the Xbox I mean, they just launched a new Battletech through Steam, so the Battletech is there, so there's no reason they can't be launching a Mech Assault. Um, that being said, it does look like it is going to be the year of the, te of the tech gamer, so if you look at a lot of these games, they all have tech gear in them, they all have Battletechs, or big robot things you get to ride around in. So 
what's stopping Wargaming Studios from getting their butt in gear and putting another Mech Assault out? Let's take it back to old school, the Mech Assault 1, skip that Mech Assault 2 mess, and let's revamp, rebuild, and put it back out there. Talk about retro gaming. That's 20 years ago, people. It would be amazing to see that game relaunched in 4K. I mean, who in their right mind would not play Mech Assault just for the sheer fun of it? And we know Wargaming has the ability to build these games to be pretty, and not only pretty, but big, massive, multiplayer. Look at tanks, World of Tanks and World of Warships. Like, hello, we know you people can do this, so there's no excuse as to why you haven't done it yet, and the fact that you didn't think Mechasol was a big seller. Um, hello, would you please pick up your um, head off of the floor... Pull it out from your butt because Mech Assault was one of the biggest games when Xbox launched. It was huge. There was nights where you would be gaming at prime time and there was no room anywhere. I mean, I had 100 people on my friends list at the time. You could play eight to a room. Out of those 100 people that were online at night with me, they were all in, in different rooms. They were all gaming in Mech Assault. They weren't playing Halo. They weren't playing Ghost Recon. They weren't playing any of the other ones. They were online playing Mech Assault. And why? Because it was so much fun. It was the first game that actually gave us a voice to sit there, to chat, to talk shit, and to have, oh my God, so many laughs and, and giggles. Some of the best people that I met through gaming have been through Mech Assault. Some of my best friends who are 20 years later that I'm still gaming with I met through Mech Assault because we were online four, five, six, seven hours at night gaming and just having a blast. Weekends were just absolutely nuts. I mean, you'd log in Friday night after work and from Friday night after work till Sunday when you know you have to go to bed because you have to work the next morning, it was straight gaming. There was a lot of times where we spent 24 hours playing games um, chasing people around in mech assault so come on wargaming it's time for you to bring it back there hasn't been a game since that has had that much camaraderie between people i mean yes fortnite is huge um apex is huge monster hunter everybody's playing those that's great but the camaraderie that you got when you played mech assault was phenomenal. I mean, we learned so much about people because you spend 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes every time you did a match in a room with eight other people and those people just continually returned to the rooms. I mean, whoever was hosting, so there used to be about five of us that hosted rooms and whoever was hosting, we routinely rotated through the, the group of friends that we had. So we had players from all over and the different types of maps like we played capture the flag and not it and we played um last man standing things like that but we all sat there and talked about our day we talked about what was going on we got to know each other and it was just amazing coming from um i don't know pc gaming and stuff 
playing on Nintendo and playing on Sony PlayStation and stuff like that prior to the launch of the actual social gaming was an eye-opener. I mean, I come from the BOD. I mean, you know, you get online and you play on BBSs and everybody out there just went, what the hell is a BBS? A BBS is a bulletin board system. Basically, it's prior to the internet, before the World Wide Web got crazy. So you would log into these BBSs and you would text chat with people. And I mean, you'd play games and visit and whatever. I got to know people then. That was great. But I mean, it was dial-up. So I mean, you were listening to your BOD connect and do weird, strange sounds and make funny noises. And you know, the lag time was real. You could type something, walk away and come back half an hour later and it would still be typing it out. So that was the first craziness of gaming online for me. Then to move into, well, consoles and actually play on consoles, you know, your PlayStation, your Nintendos, that's great. You can get a bunch of people together, kind of have a LAN party, you know, um, play in with four friends, etc., etc. That's great. Great great camaraderie when you do it that way, but you don't meet people out of your social circle. Then came online gaming with the Xbox. That opened up an entire world of gamers. We gamed with people in the UK, in Australia, in Canada, in the US, uh, in Brazil, in like wherever. There was always a different gamer that would come into our rooms or a, a different person that would come into our rooms from somewhere new. So, I mean, we met all sorts of people. We had female gamers and kid gamers and boys and adults and grandpas and dads and moms and everybody was gaming. And at one point we had couples that were gaming. We had people that were dating, that were cross country from one another. We had people that met each other and got married. We had people that were ill and couldn't get out of their house, but they could game with us. So it opened up a lot of stuff. And Mecha Salt was a huge point to this for us because we actually got to sit there and get to know these people and get to game with them. And it just became like a big family thing. And now, even 20 years later, my gaming friends are still meeting each other. This weekend, a friend of mine has gone to um, New York. And one of my favorite gamers, my best brother, my biggest, oldest brother, friend, bestest buddy lives in New York. So when he was going to New York or when my other friend was going to New York, I said, you know, you really have to go and see Klingon and get to meet him because you gamed with him 20 years ago. There's no reason you guys shouldn't have met. So my buddy Bubba happens to be in New York this week. So he reached out to Klingon and they're going to go for coffee. Yes, I'm using gamer tags because, you know, they're my buddies and I don't really want to spew their first names on the internet but they're meeting for the first time that's 20 years of gaming and they're finally meeting when we were gaming and playing mech assault and when totally frag first launched i met so many people physically in person i met some amazing people and then i met some amazing people online that are still friends to this day that i haven't met that I know eventually I'm going to meet because that's who I am. 
and I will search them out just to meet them and say to them face to face, thank you for being there. So when you have that much camaraderie, that much love, and that much respect for other gamers, maybe the studios out there need to think about that and need to create those games again. That's my time. This is the Totally Frag Podcast. I'm Lady Spider, Evil Fishy, a.k.a. Um, I also have a Slashing Fawn 5, which is my server for ARC. But I do want to say this. Enjoy your day. Happy gaming. And get that petition started. <laughs>